Welcome to the Coach and Doc podcast, hosted by Coach Chris Cutcliffe and Dr. Hunter Taylor. Our mission is to bring you insight from the best of the best in the coaching profession. If you'd like to learn more about the work we do at Coach and Doc, please visit our website, www.coachanddoc.com. Thank you so much for joining us on the Coach and Doc podcast. Our next guest is Dr. Michael Abraham. Dr. Abraham is a dentist here in North Mississippi by trade, but he's also an inventor, an entrepreneur, and he serves as the commissioner of the local youth football league. Quite frankly, Dr. Abraham is one of the most interesting people I know, and I've always admired his emotional intelligence and his feel for managing people. Of the many roles he plays in our community, I know that Dr. Abraham's favorite role is that of husband and father. He and Ashley are the proud parents of two outstanding children, Kate and Jack. Dr. Abraham, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me, bud, Hunter. Good seeing you. Talking so, uh, to so you. We, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So, uh, so we know a little bit about you from the introduction, but would you mind telling our listeners a little more about your background, especially the role that sports have played in your life? Okay. Uh, yeah, obviously I'm a, I'm a dentist in North Mississippi. I was a, a high school football player, basketball player, went to a real small school. So we did a little bit of everything, uh, ran track. Um, and then, uh, came up to Ole Miss, walked on, took a year to realize, you know, wasn't probably my ideal world, but I learned a lot, made a lot of good friends and, and learned a lot of good life lessons. And, and um, and then um, then then academic career kind of took over. Headed to dental school, and um, and and then uh, a little fella named Jack jumped in our life back in 1997. And um, and then my sports stuff started kicking back in with with our son. Uh, you know, when he was an eight year old, we started you know doing the pee wee sports and all that type stuff. And and so uh, really, I guess my, my my passion for sports, my love for sports, kind of kicked in at the same time my child was enjoying the game. And uh, and then we just took it from there, and um, and it's been it was it's been it was been it was a great run. Obviously, today he's he's now grown, but uh, you know it's about a great eight ten years right there where it was really really fun, and um, and uh, and we put a lot into it and and got a lot out of it. You know, uh, I used to tell and I, I'm gonna try to keep on point. I'm kind of a rambler. I want to talk a little bit. I hope I don't lose some folks, but um, a little bit of uh, you know the youth sports things for me, and, and I would say after doing it eight or 10 years, parents would say, you know, thank you so much. Thank you so much. But I really do believe I learned more from it than, than, than I gave it, you know, I mean, being in the community and being with people and, and, and helping children and, and learning to, to function with, with folks was just, it was a blast. It was a blast. It really was. Well, um, let's dive. Yeah. Well, let's <laughs> dive into the youth sports part. Um, and, and I'm really looking forward to this one. So Chris and I both have young boys. You've seen my kids. Doc and I are actually neighbors. And, yes, uh, but Chris is more experienced than I am. Uh, my oldest is just about to hit that age where he can start doing stuff in OPC. So I- I'm kind of chomping at the bit to get to talk to you and get some advice. Uh, would you give me, would you give us listeners some helpful tips in helping ensure our kids have a great initial experience playing team sports? Yeah, I think I can. Um, I think the number one thing as a parent, uh, and these may be number one and two, but really one and one, is is number one, don't want it more than they do. And and I think you've got to let your child kind of take you where he wants to take you. I mean, they'll be passionate for what they're going to be passionate for, but but don't don't want the sport more for them than they want the sport or a activity, whatever the activity is. And the other is just make sure it's fun. I mean, at the moment it becomes, you know, 
drudgery or, or just, uh, you know, more like a work for them, they'll kind of fade out. And I, and I say this from experience, the first year we did Buccaneers, um, it wasn't fun. We didn't win a game. And, uh, and I, yeah, I didn't relate to the children real well. I didn't create an environment that helped them um, succeed. I didn't make it fun. I, you know, I, I, I was the first year for doing it. And so um, I think I can speak from experience, you know, it is those two things are really important there after seeing a bunch of children you know as as your y'all's children grow up you'll see i mean i saw hundreds i guess maybe thousands of children come through the peewee program i mean they're all different i mean everybody's different and 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 they will figure their way you know you just you just throw the duck in the water and let him swim and he'll take you where he wants to go you know he will but i think that the biggest thing advice wise that I think that I would tell a parent today is, you know, um, don't want it more than they do. You know, just, just let them play. So for those of you that don't know the the Buccaneers is our youth football program here in Oxford. And so uh, Dr. Abraham, you bring a, a new coach in, let's say, cause I know you're still involved, uh, you know, to some extent with the, with the Buccaneers. Um, yeah. When you bring you know, a new coach comes in, uh, it's going to be working with, you know, seven to 12 year olds, youth football, what were some? What would be some guidance that you'd give to one of those coaches working with those players? Well, uh, would you, if you're going to be for any guidance for any youth sport, practice fast is one thing. That their attention span is very, very slow. So uh, try to limit your amount of talking. Be really organized. Keep the kids moving fast so so that the, the children learn stuff and and that the uh, parents see you doing stuff with them and not constantly talking to them. And the second thing would be always just set up your drills to mimic parts of the game don't come up with silly stuff bear crawls and up downs and all that kind of junk teach you know teach them ball um hold them accountable for their effort okay but be organized when you get there although it's youth sports and it's not um you know uh you know it's not an nfl thursday night football game you know there's still a level of organization you just don't show up if i were advising coach they just don't show up and go hey we're here for practice i mean you've got to do some practice planning even though it's minimal and you got to teach some drills and you got to have some fundamentals and and you got to you know build them to where they're headed and but but keep it keep it fast keep it fast you can lose them quick if you're if there's too much talking i like that um yeah you mentioned earlier just about how sports have benefited your life. And uh, I know you're a proud parent. I want you to, if you wouldn't mind, talk about how your experiences with sports have benefited your children. Uh, why that was so good, not just their athletic ability, but their overall, you know, character formation, et cetera. Well, I, you know, from my experience, my just personal experience with sports, I think the number one thing that helped Jack, well, as I related to, to specifically Jack, because Kate didn't really play any sports, is um, is that I honestly think I sold myself a little bit short. And so, um, I, you know, I should have kept playing in college. You know, and I was being a little sarcastic. I mean, I wasn't that lost out there on that field, but I just kind of didn't finish the deal. And I think that that was one thing from a parenting standpoint that I learned was how to coach him through finishing and pushing to that next level and what it's going to take to get you there for sustained success and encouragement along the path there. I thought that was a big thing because I really, looking back, I'm not saying I would have ever gotten on the field at an old Miss, but I think I could have stayed in the group and, and, and had a role at some level. Um, I think that the number one thing it does for your children, especially when you're the peewee 
coach uh and, and i hope that long term for both of them is that they they see you do something for other people and and give your time for service to other people and you hope that they will use that to help them do the same for future people kind of the pay it forward kind of deal um hope hopefully that carries over for them you know when they see us you know buckling up chin straps and building putting on face mask and packaging up stuff and getting across town or all the things that go with doing the ball and, and, and all that. Hopefully they'll be able to do it for somebody. Well, I can say without a doubt, uh, I, you know, I think you're, you're even selling yourself a little short here. The things that I've seen you do for people in our community, uh, you know, is second to none. It's inspiring to me for sure. Um, you know, and how much you've poured into the, to the youth of our community. So I appreciate it. Um, and you have been around football uh, at a lot of levels. You know, like we said, youth football. Uh, you've worked with the middle school program here at Oxford. Uh, been a huge part of, of Jack's high school career, uh, playing uh, here at Oxford High School. And, you know, now watching Jack. Uh, we haven't mentioned this, I guess. Jack, uh, for those of you who don't know, is a Jack Abraham, the starting quarterback at, at Southern Miss right now. Uh, just an outstanding player, outstanding young man. I wanted to ask you a little bit about coaching at those different levels. Just from what you've observed, what are some common threads you see in successful coaches, regardless of what level that they're coaching at? Well, the first thing I think that I see that the kids have to know that the coach cares more about them than winning a game. And, and I, I think that, that at the moment you can connect with, with any person at that point, and they're more than just a, just a pathway to the game. To a, to a scoreboard and the, 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 the participant understands and values that the coach really believes in me, trusts me. Uh, I, I think that that's one huge thread that just separates, you know, good ball coaches from, from great ball coaches. Um, the ability to connect, the ability to communicate is another thing that I just think is just huge. And sometimes communicate means don't talk, you know. So um, it's not always talk. It's just be there and, and, and be there for parents and that type of stuff. And one of our rules in Buccaneers was, you know, um, that, you know, we shout the positive and whisper the negatives. And, and, and I've told parents that consistently, is that, you know, we won't have, we're going to have bad things pop up. We just don't – we need to handle it over here on the side and you need to come to me first and let it permeate, you know, through the group. Um, so I think communication, whether you're talking or not talking is, is another thing. And then I think that probably the, the third big thing is just being organized. I mean, you know, obviously you know that. And, and, and I, from the youth level down, I mean, you're, you know, you're uniform youth level up, your uniforms need to look good. Your practice need to be sharp. You need to be on time. You need to hold everybody accountable to some kind of regimen that, that then, you know, carries over onto the, into the game field. And, I think it matters, and, and you know, it just doesn't ever need to be sloppy. It needs to be organized. I don't care what level it is. All right, so one more question uh, yeah. back on youth sports. All right, has to do with what tip, advice, uh, just something that you learned from personal experience or things that you've actually seen uh, from other people that have coached with you. If you're actually going to coach your own son or your own daughter, what do you need to remember, um, you know, with, when you're giving feedback to them in front of other people, all that kind of stuff? And, well, the, I think, and I, and I struggled with that a little bit at the beginning because, you know, sometimes, and it's not uncommon, and, you know, for – coaches child because the people who are drawn to coaching a lot of times are athletes and then the kids are good little athletes and so you know a lot of times you know you, you don't want it to look like favoritism to your child even though your child may be 
the, the guy who needs to play this position or the guy who needs the ball or the guy who needs to be the point guard, whatever it may be. So, um, you know, I think that the number one piece of advice I would give in, is that just treat them like another player. Just treat them like another player. And, and, and just when you go to practice and you do your thing, you go to your game, do your thing, then, then you leave. You know, we had a tough ball game one time. Jack was in sixth grade. We were over there in Batesville playing in the Super Bowl. We don't win the ball game on the last play. We beat those guys in the regular season. We lose on the last play of the game. Heartbreaker. He's slamming the field and all that kind of stuff. And game ends, and then we're done, you know. We don't talk about it anymore. Let's, let's go get some ice cream. Let's go do something different, you know. And so I think that um, treating them like you would want your other parents to treat the other parents, the other children's parents to treat them is what you should do. Just model what you'd like to see out of the parents of the other participants and just be the same person you'd ask them to be. Uh, I think that's the, and that's tricky. You know, it, it's, it's not simple. You know, um, a lot of times at practice, I would just find myself just ignoring him, you know, more or less. It's just, you know, you know, just, just don't pay attention to Jack. Let me coach the other ones, you know, I mean, because it just takes care of itself, you know, I mean, he just, just blow him off and it'll be fine, you know. <laughs> I mean, that sounds extreme, but because you're going to coach him, but if you don't try, right, just, it just happens naturally, you know. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. All right, so hey, we're going to wrap things up. Little yeah. rapid fire closing round. All right, so okay. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, and I want you to say the first thing that comes to mind, just quick answers. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Favorite football game you've ever watched? Ooh. Favorite football game I've ever watched, man. Um, God, I, I'm trying to give you a quick answer, but a bunch of uh, favorite football game I've ever watched. Why the last one? <laughs> Why North <laughs> Texas? We needed that one bad. I mean, there's been a bunch of bunch. Of, I hate to say that that my favorite football game I ever watched. Really, truthfully, the first thing that came to mind, and I don't want to lie because it was a loss, was the state championship in '15. I mean, it, it hurt, but the truth of the matter was, you know from a standpoint of what I saw felt as the parent and what we left on that field that day, I don't give a damn what the scoreboard said. And I really don't care. You know, we laid it out there and I thought, I thought, I thought, you know, I was a ton of pride in my child and all that type of stuff. And, and, you know, so I would say the loss and that unbelievably now that the day after I wouldn't say that, but, <laughs> but that, that was a great football game. I, I think that's a great answer. I, I'm with you on that. I, I was, Unbelievable game and unbelievable. Um, all right, second question: Best player you ever played against as a as a high school football player? Ooh, um, probably uh, Marvin Courtney. Um, uh, he play, ended up playing at uh, he was Greenville St. Joe guy played at Ole Miss, and I just remember. Uh, so Marvin was running back for Ole Miss, and uh, we were playing in Greenville and. And they were running a little option play down at the goal line. I have to come up to make the play. I'm 165. He's huge. And the quarterback <laughs> was going to pitch it to him, but decides not to pitch it, thank goodness. But when he doesn't pitch it, he goes to tuck it back in, and he pops the ball out and hits me in the stomach. And nobody knows that. I'm taking off the other way. I'm gone, right? House call. Headed the other direction. Until I finally I, – I went about 10 yards, and I realized Marvin's coming. <laughs> and I just got on the ground. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to get far. That guy's going to kill me. And I just got down to keep the ball. Yeah, so probably Marvin Corden, he was, he, was, he was so strong and powerful and change of direction guy. Really good player. 
All right. Name a non-Oxford high school football coach in Mississippi that you have a lot of respect for. Non, well, you know, Chris Tambles. Um, most definitely. Uh, and, you know, and I have an office down there near the West Point area too. So I've gotten to know a lot of those people that support the West Point program. But just, just the hard nose and what he gets out of his kids so consistently. I mean, he's just, you know, and, and uh, he, his temperament and demeanor trickles right down to those guys and, and they do a wonderful job. You know, so I, I really like Chris. Nice, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. All right, here we go. Who should be on the Oxford High School football Mount Rushmore? Ooh, Mount Rushmore. Well, you know, of course, obviously, I didn't grow up here, so there's going to be some things I might miss in this deal. You know, so uh, how many you get on Rushmore? Four. You get four. You get four. Um, hmm. Let's see. You know, I'm a bootjack and DK. Obviously, I'm, I'm, I mean, you got to go with those two cats. Um, with JJ has to be there, and 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 um, you know what? Right now, Mar. <laughs> you know, I mean, just because we won a state title, I mean, it's it's fresh on me, and, and you know, I know he's just gritty and hard, but those those cats got it done. You know, There's and no doubt. Uh, those are that's four, four good, good ones football, right there. Four good, four good football players, you know. And, um, four and I'm sure there's some I've missed. Yeah, it gets good people. And JJ, my gosh, first peewee game he ever played. I know this is a little off track, but first peewee game he ever played. I mean, the coach from Greenwood was like, what the heck is this? You know? <laughs> <laughs> what are we – I said, I just – how did he learn exactly? He asked me this when his kid, kid was like 80. He said, how did y'all teach him how to do this? Teaching coach, he just started. We didn't teach him anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just, <laughs> it's just good, man. Oh, wow. good point. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, hey, finish this sentence. If I wasn't a okay. dentist, I would be blank. Oh man, I'd be a ball coach. Uh, something. Yeah, I'd be try, try to try to get your job. You know, <laughs> no doubt. I, you'd be good at it. Yeah, I, I believe that a thousand percent. Yeah, yeah, I'd be a ball coach. You know. I thought that'd be an easy one for you right there. That was a lot, though. That was too easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. We like to end okay. with this one. All right, uh, best place to eat in Oxford. Ooh, best place to eat. Make me Handy Andy. You know, I mean, obviously, there's fine down anybody. Handy Andy double cheeseburger, beans and fries, man, all the way. That's a win. Great answer. Great That's answer. Yeah, yeah. And, Dr. Abraham, thank you so much. It's been hey, a lot of fun. I appreciate it, Chris. I had, had a blast. Hunter, see you, bud. Thank you so much for listening to the Coach and Doc podcast. Uh, we know there are a lot of podcasts out there, so we're grateful that you chose ours. If you'd like to learn more about the work that we do, please visit our website. It is at coachanddoc.com. Thanks again.